0: Welcome to Pardes Daily, where you get your daily dose of Torah with Pardes faculty. This time, Pardes is bringing Pesach to you. Let's dive in. This is Meir Schweiger from Ephrat in Israel, and today we will be studying Matzah, the bread of affliction. In our last podcast, we learned about the four cups of wine at the Seder, four cups, which correspond to four languages of redemption. In effect, to the four stages which the Jewish people went through in their journey from slavery to freedom. Today I would like to examine the meaning of the matzah and why it is called the bread of affliction. So let us begin with Deuteronomy chapter 16, verse 3, where this term appears. Do not eat upon it chametz, seven days you shall eat upon it matzah, the bread of affliction, because in haste you left Egypt, so that you remember the day you left Egypt all the days of your life. As I did in my previous podcast, today I will also refer to the comment of the Sforno, who lived in the 1500s in Italy. Bread of affliction. So the Sforno says, the bread which they ate in affliction. They did not have spare time to wait for the dough to rise and become leavened because of the taskmasters who rushed them. So the Sforno says, The bread of affliction is the bread that reminds us of the slavery. The Jewish people, as slaves, were under tremendous pressure, time pressure, to produce a quota of bricks for Pharaoh, as we see in chapter 5 of Exodus. They didn't have the luxury of allowing the dough to rise, to become chametz. So the bread of affliction is the bread which they ate as slaves. But then we say, for in haste you left. And the Sforno says the reason for mentioning the haste of the bread is, in exchange for the haste of your affliction, you had afterwards the haste of your redemption. Which means that according to the Sforno, the matzah is not only reminding us of the bread which the Jews ate as slaves under pressure of time. But it's reminding us of the swiftness of the redemption. As we find, if you look at the next reference. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 39. And they baked the dough which they took out of Egypt into matzah cakes and not chametz, Because they were driven out of Egypt and they were unable to tarry. And according to the Sforno, the fact that the Jewish people did not have the luxury to make chametz when they left egypt was actually a blessing to them it was a blessing which was in exchange for the affliction they had previously as slaves so that in effect on the one hand we have this idea of the matzah reminding us of the bread which they ate as slaves And on the other hand, the matzah reminding us of how subsequently they were quote-unquote rewarded by having such a quick, speedy redemption. These two ideas we can actually see in the Pesach Haggadah, reference number four. Before we begin telling the story, and maybe one could say, the actual very beginning of the telling of the story is at the point of the Seder where we break the matzah, hide part of, hide one piece of that broken matzah as the afi koman, and the other part, which is left on the table, we then make the following comment. This is the bread of affliction which our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt. When we refer to that broken piece as the bread of affliction, we are actually reminding ourselves of what the Jewish people ate when they were slaves. And if you go back to reference number three from Masechet Psachim, which comments on the bread of affliction, Lechem Oni, it says Oni is actually written as Ani, which means a poor person. Just as it is the practice of a poor person to eat broken pieces, scraps, so to here it is a broken piece. And this comment explains why we actually, at the very beginning of the Seder, Break the matzah. Contrary to what people think, that we break it in order to put away a piece for the afikomen, we break it in order to have a broken piece in front of us, which we then refer to as this is the bread which our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt to remind us of the enslavement of the Jewish people and and their impoverishment. But just before we eat the matzah, at the very end of the telling of the story, we have a different way of referring to the matzah. The matzah which we eat, this is reference number four, the second paragraph. Why are we doing so? Because the dough of our ancestors did not sufficiently rise and become chametz prior to the king of kings appearing to them and redeeming them. So that just before we eat the matzah, we say to ourselves, why are we eating this? To remember the swiftness of the redemption. So it's very interesting how the matzah becomes the focal point, the same object, which on the one hand, reminds us of the slavery, and on the other hand, reminds us of that moment when the Jewish people left Egypt, when they then went on to becoming free. Why is it so important for us to remember the swiftness of the slavery? So from the way the Sforno presents it, it seems to me that this is showing us the goodness of God, of how God wanted the redemption to happen and God made it happen quickly. And in fact, the whole purpose of telling the story really is to highlight what God did for us. And to be a medium of expressing our gratitude to God. And to realize what a transformation we went through in going from slavery to freedom. But I now want to throw in another idea. Which is that in highlighting the goodness of God the matzo also becomes a humbling experience. And I would even say this is another dimension of it being the bread of affliction. The realization that ultimately, with whatever we do, our redemption from beginning to end was really orchestrated by God. Even at that critical moment, When Pharaoh gave us the green light to leave Egypt, it was really not within our control to do so. It was beyond our control. The Egyptians were pushing us to go out. God was the one who was, in effect, orchestrating all these events. That sense of dependency can be a different type of affliction. It can actually be an affliction which is empowering. Because it makes us realize that ultimately we are not in control of our destiny. Ultimately, God is. And not only is God in control, but God ultimately is in control in looking out for our best interests. And now I would like to wrap up with going back to the other statement, which appears in the beginning about the bread of our affliction. If I read the next line, after we say, this is the bread of affliction which our forefathers ate in the land of Egypt, whoever is hungry, let him come and eat. What do we do at the very beginning of the Seder as we recall the bread that our ancestors ate as slaves? We begin our Seder with an an expression of chesed, which is, We were once slaves in Egypt. Those people now who have nothing to eat, let them come. And we will give them to eat. Which means by remembering what we lacked in Egypt, we now feel the obligation to provide for those who don't have. To me, these two messages are critical for the Seder. When we eat the matzah, on the one hand, Your destiny is not in your hands. Ultimately, God is the one who's in control of it. And on the other hand, remember those who, your past. Remember your affliction so that you provide for those today who don't have a sense of social responsibility. In our next podcast, we will actually be talking about what I call the bittersweet herbs, the maror. I look forward to seeing you then. Thank you to our Pardes faculty, and a big thanks to you, our learners. Make sure to check back in every day to stay on track with your learning, and visit www.pardes.org.il for more information about other ways to learn with Pardes.